0: Hello, everyone. I'm Natasha Ryan. and It is time to head north, our podcast. Super stoked for this episode because we're talking about the forward journey of the security industry. And to do that, I have my boss, CEO of the North Group, Steve Hernandez, sometimes friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and from Palo Alto Networks, setting up global security, I have Nabi. And you say your last name. I don't want to mess it up. New mayor. New mayor, new mayor. Okay. And I actually met you at an event um, through SVSG that I want to—I want you to talk all about in San Francisco. So thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure to meet you there. Mm. Pleasure to have you on. Steve, as always, I appreciate your time too. Um, I want to start off with you just telling us a little bit about your background and then a little bit about SVSG, what it is, what it stands for, all the goodness in it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, thank you for having me. Uh, it was definitely a pleasure meeting you at the event. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, again, my name is Nabi Nimeir, and I'm currently the uh, Senior Manager for Global Security Initiatives at Palatine Networks. i uh, been in the security industry for over 15 years, and I've had the privilege of managing programs from executive protection to GSOCs to you know corporate security operations, um, some intelligence functions. Um, Event security, travel security, kind of the whole gamut. So I've had a great career, been very fortunate to see the breadth of what security really is. And I think that has really um, helped me be an advocate for the security industry. And I think that's really where my passion came to really helping Ricardo uh, create SVSG, because I think our security industry still has a long way to go to help are entry-level, new in career, understand what security is, what it can be, their opportunity for growth and expansion and just professional development uh, in the security industry and just the many paths they can take.
0: Okay, before we get into SVSG specifically, Steve, can you just give, if someone's just listening for the first time, a little bit about your background too for me, please?
2: Yeah, absolutely. a Serial entrepreneur now. Um, before that, um, you know, I, I worked in the EP space. I was an EP guy. I, I, uh, before that, I was in the military. Uh, been, in, you know, an intelligence and, and security consultant for the last eleven years since I got out of the army. Um, really picked up on the entrepreneur side of this business because I just I saw a big gap early on back in twenty eleven with more how both the big players in the space then and now were looking at risk and I saw a gap and I saw the way for us to take a process that's used militarily and deploy that corporately and that was really my vision and that's what we've done and now we're all over the place.
0: Okay. So Nabi, uh, I want to, you know, what brought us into this conversation today in this space is the group that you helped uh, create with Ricardo. So tell everyone what SVSG stands for and what the mission is.
1: Yeah. So Silicon Valley Security Group. And the way this started was Ricardo and myself and a few others, um, you know, once COVID was kind of lifting and we were, came back to in-person things we're to get together for drinks and just kind of hang out and talk shop so we did and we were talking just about the nature of security how covid in one hand has benefited the security industry because of all the things security was doing for corporations and companies with regards to keeping employees safe you know in remote environments keeping the office safe when no one is there and even intelligence briefings from covid and that sort of thing And we started talking a lot about how security industry has become such a focal point and how we can do our part to elevate the industry and what is missing. And what we realized with the missing component was just those social interactions where there was no ego, no hidden agenda, no pay to play motto, just get together. Let's talk, let's just hang out. Whatever comes up naturally, we're going to discuss. And so the next time we got together, it was like, okay, well, let's everyone just invite one other person from your, your co- from one of your colleagues that you like. And so we did, so it grew to eight. And then everyone else invited another group for the next time, and then it grew to 12. And so on and so on, it became this kind of plus one model where people naturally were gravitating towards it because it was such a organic and authentic get-together where there was no agenda, and people were meeting people from different organizations they might have heard of before and they wanted to talk to and this person is doing GSOC and they're having an issue and they want to talk about this and it was just natural and people resonated with that people resonated with the in-person get-togethers that they've missed out on for so long people resonated with the fact that there was no hidden agenda it was just natural dialogue and it just grew and grew and so now our mission is to really expand that across not just Silicon Valley, but across the nation and even globally to where we can bring people in and have natural dialogues. We've created a Slack community where people are posting things all the time about, you know, this article and that article and having discussions and just, again, it's not you having to pay to research this article and get the access to this person. It's,
2: yeah.
1: it's just, let's help each other build each other up just free and, and organically.
0: Steve, how important is it for you to, you know, you've been in the industry a while too, and you own a private security company, you know, how important is it to have those on your side of the fence too? Do you have those kind of groups or relationships where if you're having, let's say you're having a personnel issue and you want to pick someone's brain in a safe space, do you think that is available enough? Do you see that? Or could we improve upon that on our side too?
2: yeah this is a uh this is an age-old issue with not only the industry but our culture right um we tend to try to be the strong silent type deal with their issues quietly um i can say that if you're an entrepreneur it doesn't even have to be in the security business you've got to have mentors you got to have people you can lean on um in business in general take that a step further where liability and risk are so increased here um not only from a from a legal standpoint but a financial standpoint right um you know for a long time in this business i put all my eggs in this basket i didn't have subsidiaries i didn't have anything else so if we had a, a an incident where an agent you know accidentally shot somebody or wrongfully shot somebody or we got into some sort of litigation i mean there there was a long period of time where we were dodging between should we be an s corp should we be an llc you know what should we do you know how do we structure this again all of those concerns um came came i mean through a way of handling it through mentorship does that make sense and Mm -hmm. you have groups like ipsb you have i mean i we've maintained a ton of our vendors through ipsb every year you know we reconnect with them even though we're working with them. And now where it used to be, we as the owners were working with them, now our g working with them, our management team's working with them, but we have relationships that, I mean, they're, they're 10, 15 years old, some of them. And it's really important that you have these, not just networking groups, but reliability, especially in our industry, more than probably any other industry, because some of us were staffing projects across the globe, right? And um I think it's a big issue that, that that we face in this industry that we don't typically a lot of folks don't know who they're staffing a job to. I am in probably every protective security group on Facebook and at least through twice to three times a day I see, you know, uh requests for service, um you know, immediate need two guys and blah 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 blah. And that's great, but when you've got 3,500, 30,000 people on that, and I know a lot of guys on there and I'm not knocking you, I mean, but what's your HR processes? What's your, you know, I mean, this is why networking in these groups is so imperative to growing your business. You have to leverage these type of groups. You have to leverage and it doesn't have to just be regionally. It can be nationally. I tell people, if you're in this business, and you don't attend GSX okay you don't like ASIS whatever you don't want to support it whatever it's not about that it is about the networking and the people that attend if you don't attend IPSB i mean or at least go to some of the mixers i got guys that will not go to IPSB cuz they don't they don't like certain people that's fine i at the end of the day it's about leveraging your resources it is so important that is what i've seen grown businesses i'll give a shout out to my dear friend devin Tullis. um he he does a great job at this you know um we we've tried to be that model company so i don't think there's anything more important in this business than your network
0: relationship building which of course is the core principle of any anything, as you said, right now, I I do want to speak to something that I've noticed about the difference in your group, Nabi, is, you know, a lot of the time, you know, I sit on the local Seattle Puget Sound chapter for ASIS, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm the vice chair. So I have to get people to events. I have to ask what they like, what they don't like. And one common occurrence that I have is exactly who you're catering to. This is why I love it. It's the younger people or the people new to the industry and they want to meet people they can learn from but we have a hard time getting the global security directors and the decision makers and mentor level people in the room that's who they want to talk to that's who they want to learn from you have been extremely successful at that i mean you have tons of big companies represented people that have big jobs So I'm just wondering, A, how you have the time to to do this and how important it is to give back and make time to mentor the younger people coming in.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key thing you said, it was make time. You know, we all have extremely busy schedules and, you know, Ricardo and I have discussed this, you know, I mean, you know, my schedule is very busy, you know, beyond just SDSG, there's multiple other uh, volunteer organizations I volunteer with and, you know, actively involved with. And so time is thin, but you have to look at what is important to you. And, you know, the security profession has been so good to me and I've learned so much and grown uh, just as an individual and as a professional, because I've been fortunate to have some great mentors. And, you know, um, one of the things that I truly believe in is we have to lift others up and make sure that we continue making security a better profession than what it used to be, you know, for a long time, it's just such, you know, when he, people hear the term security, it's, oh, you're a guard, yep. and, you know, that's, that's the main thing that people think of. Right. And they don't realize the depth of what security really can be. And even guards who enter our industry, they come in, they think, I'm just going to be this guard because I'm going to go to school and I want to be a cop or I'm going to be joining the military. And they don't go, oh, I can go into EP from here. I can go into G S yeah. I can go into intelligence. I can go into, all these other things because they don't have that mentorship opportunity. So as a leader and as a professional, I think it's crucial that we make the time to mentor those people who want to advance, who are hungry to learn and to really um, understand what security can be for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, the thing is, um, I hear you say you have had so much personal growth through the security industry, I'm always, you know, I'm reporter based, so I always lean to the more personal side of everything. So tell me, tell me what that looks like for you. What kind of personal growth you've seen? Like, how's it helped you be a a better human?
1: Yes. I mean, you know, um, I served in the Marine Corps, you know, and I was fortunate to have a great career in the Marines. And then, you know, when I got out, I was in the fitness industry for a while, but I missed being involved in something that had I guess, a way of keeping people safe. Like, I, I guess I'm a natural-born protector and, and someone who wants to help others stay safe and, and um, you know, the world is getting to be more dangerous and there's things going on all the time. So when I looked to get back into, I thought I, thought I was going to get into law enforcement, but then a lot of hiring freezes and I just got picked up by, again, to Becker and Associates and was very fortunate to, you know, have a eight-year career with them and moved on from there. But I've learned what it means to, um, help people understand situational awareness, understand what it means to stay safe in environments, whether it's travel, whether it's at home, whether it's at schools, whether it's at your corporate office. And I've been able to teach a lot of these courses like situational awareness, like, you know, activist assailant response and all these things to other people. And by doing so, I think has really helped, um, you know, boost their understanding of what it means to stay safe personally. And even CPR I used to be a CPR instructor. And I had taught a class one time and maybe probably six, seven months later, one of the ladies came back to me, and said, my child was choking. I was able to save him because of the skills that I learned in your class. Right. And that, that like just yeah. hits you hard, right? like Because some, you had an impact on somebody and, um, I think safety is one of the foundational needs that everyone has. You look at uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety and security is right there. That's the foundation. Yeah. So we provide that. That allows people to have success in every other aspect of their life.
0: Steve, what have you, you know, you served your veteran, you know, you've had a lot of experiences um, where you've saved people. What outside of that, what, uh, personal growth as far as your end, since you started the North group, what does it look like for you?
1: Um,
2: I, I'm going to, I'm going to take this in a different direction. Um, I think it's about faith and it doesn't matter what you, you believe, whether you're a Christian, you believe in, you know, um, Allah Muhammad, it, 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 you gotta have something bigger than yourself, especially in this business. Um, I've worked with some of the most amazing people around the world and we came from different walks of life. We had different political ideologies, different religious ideologies, but I can tell you the one thing we had was each of us and the best people I've worked with have had faith. They weren't about themselves. They were about the service of others. They were about faith in doing the right thing. this industry especially is, you know, shrouded with one man, mom and pop shops that that think they're gonna be the next Allied Universal. And um, I, I think that we forget we need each other. Um, it, it's really important to me as an entrepreneur that this isn't about money, it's about changing the world, right? TNG, for example, our 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 core competencies are obviously we we really focus on veterans, um, which which can bite you in the rear end here and there um, when you're so compassionate, you hire based on that compassionate behavior versus probably the best business mindset. Um, I would say you know our our other center of focus is counter human trafficking. Philanthropically, I mean, since you've been here almost a year, Natasha, we focused heavily on a lot of philanthropic, you know, counter-human trafficking scenarios. Where, you know, and 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 my mentors who are who are just raw by the book businessmen, they want to know the numbers. You know, a couple of them are like, "Why do you focus on that?" And I'm like, "Geez, man, get a soul." What do you, you we're trying to, ch- and then the other one's changing the world. If we're not waking up every day with the mindset to change the world, then my fear is when I'm when I'm 90, if God forbid I live that long, and I'm sitting in that rocking chair, right, looking out onto the sunset. And I, I want to be able to tell my grandkids that I either tried to change the world or I did change the world. Um, and I don't really care if I do. To kind of your story that you just told, it's it's interesting because I have a couple of those with training, law enforcement, and stuff. And guys come back. I used to do a program called Combat Mindset, right? Helping helping people, you know, learn how to fight with that mindset. Because um, just knowing how to work the gun is half the battle, right? Knowing how to how to how to fight from the vehicle half the battle. It's the mindset that sets the warrior apart from from kind of the uh, the herd. But bigger than that, I think it's really important to note that when you start to look at where you're going in, whether it's this business or anything, faith, I think, is, is a part of it, but also execution. And you need people to execute your vision. That is the one thing that I learned early on. And I'm still learning today that as an organization, we cannot execute the vision the mission with a tiny compartmentalized team. We have to go out there and invest in like-minded people. And when when we hire somebody at the North Group, I first thing I tell them is I don't care if you're here in a year, as long as you're going to go out and change the world. And I think that I think that that's that's the key in the core focus for us is you you have to have principle over everything else. And, and that's, that's where I'll I'll leave that.
0: So your growth has been really even, you know, I'd say most military members want to serve the greater good. You're, you're saying the personal growth, even more selflessness has been encouraged by faith in mind, the security industry.
2: I, I would say we, and you've heard me, you've heard this spiel before Natasha, but if I save one kid, just one kid, and that kid goes on to be a doctor and go to Harvard Medical and find the cure for cancer, I think my work on this earth was done. However I many hope years it has taken? You know well, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can't quantify every action that we've done. Yeah. Every person's life we've t- This is like, this is a big research uh, project for me. I, I've been trying to find ways for to quantify this, right? So how do you know, like, if you stop on the side of the road and help somebody change a tire, how do you quantify the effect you had on their life that day? The smile you give somebody passing by who was maybe going to go commit suicide. We, we don't know as human beings the second and third order effects that could have happened if you yeah. didn't act. And to me there's a whole universe out there of, of what ifs and, and this could have happened. That's why, I mean, you, you, you've heard this before Natasha, but just be a good dude. Just wake (laughs) up every day and be a good dude.
0: That's it. Just be a good dude. That's it. it. Right.
2: Life's (laughs) not that bad. No one's shooting at us, at least not us today right now. You know, no one's trying to blow us up. Um, I, I can't say that for the rest of the world right now, but you know, it's, it's, To me, it's about, it's about how do you change the world? But the problem is people want a metric, right? They want a metric for that. They want to be able to say, this is what I know I did when I did it. But that's not how the universe works, folks. It's just not. You have to have faith that what your actions are doing. And that's why we go into this business because most of us. Some of it's some, there's, there's some ego in our in our space, but I think there's some massive hearts. There's people uh, that want to I change the world.
0: Say, I, I say, you know, coming into this industry uh, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, actually going on, um, the level of authentic altruism. Right. You know, the level of wanting to protect and save and serve the greater good. That's not something I came from in my previous industry, but it was how I was raised. So that makes me very comfortable because I'm a military brat. You know, I've lived on all the bases. Like I've lived overseas. You know, you you understand what that means and what that looks like. And that's one thing I love about the security industry. And I think if we can nurture that in folks like someone even like me, not, not just the young, but someone like me who came over from the news business and came in new, if, if there are groups like yours to nurture that and encourage that kind of, um, sentiment, I mean, that takes you so much farther as far as loyalty and the want and desire to stay in the industry and do better for whoever you're working for. So I think, I think that's a, that's a powerful, powerful thing we have going for us in the security industry. I kind of want to touch. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. I, I just want to point out that, you know, if you're in this business and you're in it for the money, it's a lot like being in the military. There, There is money on the end of it. There's money through merger, acquisition, selling your business. There's money through the profitability, um, I I think we're all starting to realize that reoccurring monthly revenue models are much better than waiting for the phone to ring and staffing a job for somebody else. Um, But if we're not contributing to a cause, listen, I'm not saying my cause is veterans and county human trafficking. I'm not saying, you know, everybody should do that. I I think that we're protectors and we naturally want to protect people, right? And we want to get out there and do what we do best. But Autism awareness, doesn't matter what it is, if you're in this business, you should be contributing back to the world somehow other than just growing your business. And I know some of the most generous people in this space, and I could name off like four or five companies that I could think of, but I won't because they'll probably get mad at me. But I know how generous some of these guys are. And I know that their portfolio may not be that big and they may not make that much money. But they are more generous than not, and that to me, that is the heart of the protector, right there, generosity, and 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 faith. Um, because when you've been down as a warrior and you've hit rock bottom, there's a lot of our brothers that aren't here, and and that's because faith. It was hard, and and you so you have to stay. True to what your causes are, what your what your core confidence are, but what your vision is. If you get into this to just make money and be a cool guy, then I mean that's you, man. You got to deal with that. <laughs> you know, like it, it's about changing the world. So find a cause and change the world.
0: Well, and I think Nobby, you know, you're touching a little bit on you know ego. We've we've talked a little mm-hmm. bit about it. Um, I actually have seen a lot of that, surprisingly, not surprisingly, in this industry as well. Um, And I love that to even be included in the emails for SVSG, you have to agree to check yourself and leave your ego at the door. So have you found that people are excited to walk into that? Or have you had some people bow out at the thought of, total changing the mindset. What have you found so far? Yeah.
1: We've been very fortunate and people are loving that. The fact that they can check the ego and don't have to put on this facade when they're interacting with, you know, other people who also have the facade on and, you know, trying to make it like they're the biggest player in the room. Right. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, like you said, our security industry is full of people who are selfless and who are here for the greater good and, who are generally trying to make a difference. And we have those who do have the ego and who are in it because they want to be in the spotlight and they're posting their pics with their you know private jets and yachts and the people they're protecting and you know the cool things they're doing at this event and that. and you know th- that's fine. that's you know that's their mission. But again, for us to advance as a profession, as a security organization to really excel, we need to be lifting each other up without ego right and i think you know even the organizations that are around right now right you have to pay to get in you have to pay to get to these things and then you know i'm going to call out like asis right one of the biggest security organizations out there generating all these standards to help our profession but then you have to pay to see it right and then you can't even download it because you know if i'm doing a workplace violence policy at my office and I'm trying to share it with my HR and legal to show them that this policy is in guidelines with best practices. I can't because they have it so locked down, right? And there has to be a balance. Like to me, ASIS has become a security business, not a security community, which is again, fine. There's, we need both in the industry, but don't try to sell yourself as a community when you're a business, right? SVSG is a community. We're here to share best practices. We're here to share you know, mentoring and coaching and leadership and everything we can with each other without having to pay and, and help each other if you're building a, a new GSOC or building an intelligence unit or building a workplace violence program. We're gonna be able to communicate with each other and say, this is what worked for me, this is what didn't work and put away the ego, put away the pay to play and just help us advance and grow as a community.
0: That's exactly what we're sharing at GSX, by the way, how to, how to, what not to do when you build out a GSOC. That's what we're sharing because we believe like that, that sharing and having this synergy with everyone in the industry, like I I feel like knowledge is power, right? So Mm -hmm. the more you can share, the more you can take in, the better off everyone is. I've always believed in, you know, the Care Bears motto, sharing is caring. (laughs) Share. Um, (laughs) but seriously though, I mean, if you can share knowledge across, even across industries, why not do it, it doesn't hurt anybody. You know, and I've never understood the lock it down, keep it private, don't share. So let me ask this because we are coming up on our time here. So if you could pick one thing you would like to see change in the security industry, And and you would like SVSG to focus on what would that be? And Steve, I'm going to come to you afterwards. But Nabi, what's the one thing you'd like to see progress 10 years from now you can look back and see change?
1: Um, Well, I think we're doing it. We're creating the environment for natural and organic and authentic um, interactions and dialogue. And, you know, we have a lot planned that, uh, you know, Ricardo is such a brilliant visionary and we're creating some amazing plans for what SVSG is going to become and how we're going to be able to help advance people. And, you know, I don't want to give away a lot, but we are going to be doing some great things. So, you know, stay posted to SVSG and follow us on LinkedIn and, you know, join us.
0: I will follow you. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what you have in store. Steve, what's the one thing you would like to look back at 10 years now and see, and see some progress?
2: Oh, man, that's a that's a very big question. Um, you know, from a from an industry standpoint, I, I think it's. People working together to create more synergy and standard standardization. Um, some know that, that I'm, I'm working with the BEPP. Um, and and James Cameron and, and Jerry Bonabello and, and those guys over there, um, but I mean that's they're focused on a standard. We're just focused on a standard for the EP side. There's there's a whole other world out there. There needs to be standards on risk management. There needs to be standards on intelligence. There need be there needs to be standards on intelligence collection processes. Um, You have a lot of companies that are popping up, and it it convolutes what we do as professionals when people think that a security guard is an EP agent. People think that a private investigator is an intelligence consultant. People think that a security guard is a risk manager, right? And, And people think that a security director position can be filled by an emergency management person um we've been seeing that more and more with some of our our healthcare clients is there's people that are in emergency management roles and then they're moving into security director roles with zero security experience so it's a standardization of the expectation of what the clients need in our marketplace you know you don't you don't go into the automotive industry and decide We're just going to put these brakes on this F-250 and see if they work. Right. So there's a standard almost for every other industry out there. But what there is, is there's more misconceptions about our space than there is standards. And I think that that's, that's a big issue. Um, And I think part of it is ego on our part is people just want to chase dollars, cents and opportunities not standardization, because, quite frankly, that's when BS will get called out. Is when people can't meet the standard. You know, so I I think standardization. I think that's. I mean, I, I I'm putting my my uh, my money where my mouth is on this. I'm doing everything I can to help anybody who comes to me on hey, how do I create a standard? Hey, how do I do this? I want to be involved in that because that. That the lack of that creates more liability for us as owner-operators, and it creates a significant more liability for the client base.
0: Yep. Okay. So education and standards for you. All right. Thank you, Navi, for your time. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for the conversation. I love what SVSG is doing. So happy I got to come down to the event. I've got to check out the Slack channel. I've not done that yet, but I will. <laughs> Ricardo, send me the link. Um okay thank you so much and of course tune into our website um or go to our website I should say tngdefense.com for more podcast episodes just like this. You can also check it out on iTunes, Spotify or Podbean. Thank you everyone and enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thank you.